This is the Humans of Gaming Podcast, an open and honest conversation about games, life, and belief. Welcome to Humans of Gaming. I'm Drew Dixon. I'm the chief content nerd at Love Thy Nerd. And uh, this here is a podcast that you're listening to where we talk to game designers uh, and people in the games industry. Uh, and I'm joined with Chris Gwaltney. Hey, Chris. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm the chief executive nerd for Love Thy Nerd and co-host of the podcasts. So thanks for being here and listening to us. I realized like as I was doing the intro that I was kind of stealing your thunder because like you I usually you give... forgot I was here. You usually give the little tagline about what it's about. I didn't, and I didn't even do a good job. It wasn't even like the full tagline. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, you you do it. What is this? What is this podcast hey, about? Hey, this is Humans of Gaming, where we talk to people that make the games we love so much. But we want to hear about them as people, not just about the things they make, because their identity is much more than just the things they create. So we want to hear about who they are and why they are and all those good things so absolutely so we have a very special guest and that is alexis dean jones hey alexis how are you hi i'm pretty good how are you good good and uh you are coming on the podcast because you're working on a really cool new game called chicory but i think you've also done lots of other work in the game how would you like frame your work in the games industry and and that kind of thing (laughs) In the games industry, uh, non-existent until until Chicory. <laughs> or that, okay, that, I thought you'd done some other. It's not entirely true. Okay, uh, I my very first job was a two D flash game, uh, but you wouldn't wouldn't recognize it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I'm that's mostly, cool. So yeah, I'm mostly working cartoons. Okay, yeah. okay. What cartoons have you worked on then? Uh, I mean, that's curious. Recently, I worked on Tom and Jerry. I was doing um, episodic designs on that. Uh, and then I worked on I've never heard of Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, it's niche. It's very niche. Yeah. Yeah. So like this, I, this is like a new Tom and Jerry or is Tom and Jerry just like always been going <laughs> and I don't realize it's it. It's always been going. Yeah. I, I was surprised too when, okay. I, when I started working on this season. <laughs> it, wow. Yeah. It's just it been like, like 800 seasons of Tom and Jerry at this point. Something like that. Yeah. It's been, it's been sort of slowly evolving over time. Well, not, not really. Actually, no, it hasn't been evolving at all. It's exactly the same as it always was. <laughs> Still a cat chasing a <laughs> mouse. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day. Yep. Cat chasing a mouse, and then there's sometimes a dog, and then there's sometimes other cats and other mice. And but in general, it's like a conflict. Yeah, it's a never-ending conflict. Although, except sometimes they're friends. I like those episodes. They're nice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes they yeah. just they just cooperate. Uh, what a concept. Yeah. It's been it's been like it's it's gone through a bunch of different sort of looks over the years. But the, the season that I was working on was um was trying to look as much like the original as possible. But in in flash yeah. and uh-huh. with like less less time to produce each episode. <laughs> so where would you go to watch Tom and Jerry? Uh, at the, this point, the season that I worked on, I think it's streaming on an American streaming network, but I don't know which one or like a like uh, an American cable, yeah, yeah, kids cable network maybe. Man, this yeah. is like blowing my mind right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea this was still going. It's so impressive there, that it's still. Yeah, there's 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 a season that's on Netflix, but that's the season before the one that I worked on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what exactly like where would we see your fingerprint in Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry. Uh, on that show, I was doing like I would do like um, 
designs of props and things mostly. And like anytime a character had to do like a bizarre facial expression, like a, a, an extreme take um, that was like indicated in, in the storyboard, I would draw that character in that take so that they would be like on model enough because they're very strict about model <laughs> because it's been mm-hmm. going for so long. <laughs> And, right. uh, but, but still like an extreme pose and like a crazy expression that like expresses what, you know, that someone's just got an animal shot through their stomach or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Did, yeah. As, did um, you as know, happens sometimes. did you know we were going to ask you so many questions about Tom and Jerry? <laughs> I hadn't like really prepared for, for that, but, but who cares you know, about I, video games? Let's talk just talk it. about Tom and Jerry. <laughs> After actually, yeah, I, I stopped working on Tom and Jerry um, uh, about a, gosh, a year ago now. And uh, after that, I was working uh, doing storyboards on um, a show called The Hollow, which is which is more more findable. That one's on Netflix. <laughs> what is it called again? Uh, the Hollow. It's like a teen okay. mystery kind of yeah, sort of a sort of a show. Gotcha. Yeah. So, how did you get into that line of work? Uh, I grew up drawing a lot and I studied animation and I was doing freelance in Australia for a long time, um, about five or six years. Uh, and that is a, it's a, it's a whole other kettle of fish. I was doing all sorts of stuff when I was doing yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, games, music videos, um, uh, a, lot, a lot of short film stuff. Um, and then a lot of like marketing things and government videos and like health and safety videos, just to, bits and pieces everywhere the joys of freelance yeah (laughs) and i like there were there was i had had some wonderful wonderful clients and i had some really terrible clients (laughs) Uh, Mm. but like the main reason like i was was getting enough work but i really wanted to work on something where like that i was bigger than i could make by myself and i and i really like working with other people and Mm. that's why i moved over here um yeah i just really wanted to try working in cartoons and yeah maybe films and now that's turned into games (laughs) But it's still very, yeah. yeah, it's still got the same, like, I really just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really mind what, what industry I'm in. I just really want to work with people who want to make something good. And so how did you um, meet Greg then? Greg Lubavinov, who you're making trickery with? Uh, I met Greg in 2016 when I first moved here. Uh, I didn't know really a single person. When you say here, you mean? Vancouver. Vancouver. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I was in Vancouver in 2016. Um, I was uh, I, I moved I moved over by myself for about a month, and then the person that I was uh, dating at the time uh, moved over with me, and he was uh, just sort of slightly into into game into indie games and like getting into trying to make them. Uh, and mm-hmm. he had met like one person on Tumblr who. <laughs> was uh in the indie game music scene here and we went out to lunch with that guy and that guy introduced us to basically the whole indie scene here <laughs> and uh oh, wow. yeah we went to a couple of meetups and just met like a hundred people <laughs> and mm-hmm. then yeah slowly got to know a few of them and i met greg at one of those and um yeah we we were the we were the only two people in the room who were excited about pokemon coming out <laughs> <laughs> and pe- people people slowly sort of learned that about both of us because like this is this, this, this when this is when pokemon sun and moon was like about to come out and we were both like had nobody to talk to about it <laughs> yeah, and, and slowly from across the room like like different people were like oh you're excited about pokemon oh there's, there's someone over there who's excited about pokemon 
That's how we. How nice. We, oh, we thanks, Pokemon. Bringing people together yeah. since 1990, <laughs> whenever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing that means that you kind of grew up playing games and stuff. Yeah. Not. Uh, I didn't have. I didn't have a game console for a long time, but I always had friends who had them, and so I would go over to their houses and play there. Play their mm-hmm. Nintendos and 64s and things, and, and eventually got. The sixty four and Game Boy, but yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of Pokemon, a lot of Zelda, mostly Nintendo. I had some kind of strange, mm, strange sort of bias against PlayStation <laughs> when I was a little kid. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't I don't know why. Let's... I just decided <laughs> that I didn't like PlayStation. I think I think it was because I think that's pretty common. Like yeah, yeah. you know, like you side with one and then you want to be like oh. <laughs> And I think that, I mean, honestly, I think some of the consoles kind of fostered a bit of that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But a, yeah. Especially, especially <laughs> but then it, when everything was just like yeah. on one one console. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there, and there was also this sort of like, and you still see this now, but whichever one you happen to have, you just decide it's the best. And hmm. so your friend who has a PlayStation must be dumb <laughs> because Nintendo is awesome. That's what you have. Yeah. yeah. I feel That's like Nintendo's like Switzerland now, though. They're like just neutral, and everybody's cool with Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, really? like Xbox and PlayStation are still like, oh, the other one sucks. But everybody's like, I want a Nintendo Switch. So. Nintendo's like playing on a yeah. different on a different playing field. Like, like it's not trying they to totally be the are. most. It's, try, it's not trying to have the best graphics and like the best, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the highest FPS. They're like they're trying to make games like for everybody innovating play. and and yeah and yeah, yeah make like yeah weird cool things like the switch and the ds and yeah i think it's more like um like uh sweden than switzerland <laughs> i thought because... switzerland was the neutral because uh, i was thinking of my comment i'm like wait is it sweden or is it switzerland and i was sure it was switzerland yeah. yeah 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 no you're right about that but i'm just saying like Everybody talks about like Sweden. Well, any of the Norwegian countries as being this place where everyone's happy. Oh, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> so I was thinking, that you know, Nintendo Nintendo's kind of yeah. like that. Everyone, That's everyone true. just likes them, and yeah. and when you play their games, they, it makes you happy. Everyone yeah. rides bikes everywhere. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. Focus yeah. on that like quality like Nintendo. of you know, fitness and... of living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, uh, tell us, uh, tell us about Chicory and what your role in that is. Mm. Uh, Chicory is a painting adventure game where you play as a dog and operates a little bit like a 2D Zelda, but you can paint anywhere, anytime, and the painting is also used for like, platforming and puzzles. And, and what I do in the game is uh, character design and animation. Uh, so I usually I work with Greg pretty closely on that stuff since he's doing all the writing, um, but usually we'll sort of, every time he'll build a new area, we'll, we'll kind of look through it and be like, okay, I think we want like people here and here and like this person's going to do this and we need this person to like talk about this stuff and this person's family's going to live here and then we'll kind of figure out if there's any specifics that that need to like apply to them and usually there aren't like too many specifics and usually I'll just kind of go away and then yeah design a whole bunch and yeah show Greg some sketches and we'll go back and forth a little bit and then I'll do them up in flash and give them idle animations yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and we should probably also say that this is like, I mean, Greg's first one of his. Uh, well, uh, he, uh, Greg worked. Greg Lubavinov worked on uh, Wonder Song, <laughs> which was kind of a huge, um, like, hit at least critically. Like everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
super creative game where you're it's kind of like a platformer where you're singing your way to victory <laughs> like like you you do these it has this unique mechanic where you have to sing and do and, and uh complete puzzles by singing in various ways using the the controller you don't have to like sing into a microphone or something it's all mm-hmm. it's all controller based and people who have been so, trying to figure out how to do that for a that would be surprising at interesting all. <laughs> i would utterly fail at that type of game but that would be interesting um, it's probably somebody that figures out how to hook up one of those old rock band microphones mm-hmm. to a computer or something and do it. And then like play Dark Souls with the microphone right. somehow. <laughs> yeah. And put it on YouTube. And yeah. Speed run it. <laughs> so uh, like w- w- what made you excited to work on this particular project? Like what is it about Chicory that you think this is this is really cool? This is beautiful. This is something I want to be a part of. I mean... Knowing Greg and knowing Warner Song was a really, really big part of it, honestly. Like, when we first started out on Chicory, we didn't really know what it was going to look like, <laughs> except that it was, except that Greg wanted to make a game about painting and uh, had to, like, figure out what that would look like and what that, like, how, how, how to make a game where you can paint on anything anytime, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's not constrict. It's not really constraining, like what you should be painting. Like you can kind of. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that like you need to like splash paint on so that it'll so that it'll like flower will like grow bigger so you can walk on top of it or or uh, yeah yeah paint in a line in a certain place to make a character to like guide a character and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But like yeah, it went through a lot of iterations at the beginning um, because. Yeah, basically because like a, a lot of a lot of other drawing games, like you, you'd use drawing for platforming, and you can like, and um, so you'd have to like draw a very specific shape in a very specific place. So it wasn't. It ended up not really feeling like it was about creativity. The drawing right, was kind of just sure. more of a mechanical tool, and then and yeah, he wasn't really happy with that sort of direction. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it took it, it. It evolved very slowly over time, and like I I got I got involved very very early. Because uh, he was kind of he was using like the, the for, for the character at the very beginning, um, you know the heart fairy from Wonder Song, like a little puppy with like a heart yeah. on on, on uh-huh. his shirt. Yeah, he was using that sprite uh, or like a like a simplified version of that sprite <laughs> at the mm-hmm. very beginning. And it was it was kind of like more of a more of a pixel art style. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, once he once he got black and white, that wasn't sort of really working anymore. And then I came in and started uh, designing pizza, and then went from there. But um, yeah, like the the reason the reason that I wanted to work on Chicory was because I really really loved Wonder Song, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and I love Greg's writing, and I love the way that he approaches like character development in games and mm-hmm. storytelling, and and yeah, I, I knew that this like was gonna have that same heart to it, <laughs> yeah, and I really wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think that it's a game with heart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I think that's a great way to describe Wonder Song. And from what I see at Chicory, I think that's probably similar. And it's just beautiful, like <laughs> so vibrant and colorful. You know, it's for me like really refreshing because I think you know dark and gritty is like in. It's like <laughs> let's make everything really dark and gritty and dark. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. so it's yep. cool to have games like this that are just bright and vibrant and like Sweden. I, f- I feel like 
think there's a lot of there's a lot of indie games like that that are just that are actively trying to not make more more sort of doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That are, that are mm-hmm. trying to be like a, a cozy a cozy place that we can go to and and have feelings and express ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and try to be a bit more open. We get enough of the doom and gloom in day to day life. We don't need more of it in our pastimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a need for that for sure right now. Um, are there any like uh, colorful, warm indie games that you that you guys have played that were um, inspirations for this? Hmm. Hard to play. You can't say Wonder Song. <laughs> I love Wonder Song. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's 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 hard to point to like one or two. I feel like I feel like we yeah. get we get ideas and inspiration from like everything. <laughs> everything mm-hmm. Player or greed or I mean, sure. Like personally, I I I I really love children's books, and I get a lot of inspiration mm. from from reading those and looking at those, and like in especially in terms of like just. The, the way the way that a lot of illustrators can like fill fill a page with a lot of like with like little interactions that are happening in the background yeah and like they'll be like they'll, they'll be the main story thread that is in the text but then like you can spend way longer just like staring at the picture and seeing all these little mm, yeah. little nice things going on in the background uh, little here mm. um, Mark Boutevant, who uh, who does a lot of that he's a big like he was definitely a big style inspiration like okay. it doesn't look anything like chicory really <laughs> but <laughs> but just just yeah in terms of like like details and right and, attention um, to detail expressions and stuff like that yeah um yeah as far what, as, what you said that is that is he a children's book he's a children's book illustrator yeah yeah illustrator yeah. okay yeah, I, think, I think he and writes what, his books too yeah. okay cool what what's a book that uh he's done that- a book that he's done uh a uh, big one is um, Le Tour de Monde de Mouc, um, which is around the world with Mouc. Um, okay. I do not speak French. I just I just mostly saw it in French. <laughs> I you did remember. great. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have done. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know enough about French to know whether you, you said it correctly. You could have just rolled it. Like, yeah, 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 we would have thought you spoke French. You shouldn't even have said anything. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> uh, it's a book about this little character. They're all animal animal people but um this book about this little character who goes on his bike and travels around the world basically and goes to different countries and meets a lot of people and learns about different cultures and stuff it's just like it's absolutely gorgeous it's so like bright and, hmm. and vivid and colorful and full of little yeah little little fun details and stuff yeah, yeah. um very cool yeah uh, a, a game mm, a, a, a game that we played recently that was that that had a lot of that really good feeling was um, a short hike. Um, okay, yeah. I haven't played that yet. It's it's really really lovely. I can't remember who it's by right now, but I I think it was just just one guy and the, and a musician. Um, but yeah. it's this it's this sweet 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 little game. Um, you can you can finish it in like like I don't know half an hour or an hour if you if you want to. <laughs> okay. But there's also yeah. tons of other things to do. Uh, it's yeah yeah you, you, you play as a character who. Just comes to um, comes to this mountain, this sort of mountain island, uh, to visit her aunt to to stay with her for a little bit, and she's going through she's going through some things, but you don't really know what's going on. All you know is that she really needs to get phone reception because she is waiting for a call. 
And the only place in this uh, in this area that has phone reception is like the very top of the mountain. So she's got to figure out how to climb mm. the mountain in order to get phone <laughs> reception. Yeah. yeah. And then when you finally so get there, it, you, you you learn a bit more about about why she's motivated. Yeah. Cool. So it's a short hike mm -hmm. for cell phone reception. Yep. That's yep, why. It's <laughs> <laughs> just speaking very, to our, you know speaking to our culture today. Very modern take on hiking. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, that's cool. And, uh, so, uh, did you ever think you'd be working on a video game? Is that something like is is this is this project for you like exciting because you kind of fell into it, or is it something you've always wanted to do? I'm just curious. It was something that I always kind of thought about doing, but I never really took like active steps towards it. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, I've I've always I've always really enjoyed video games, and like I've always kind of known some people who have been working on them, although not nearly as many as I know now, <laughs> kind <laughs> yeah. of a couple in, in Australia, but, um, yeah, it's right. like, it, it always kind of intrigued me, but I felt like I didn't, I felt like I was missing some kind of knowledge that I needed to do it or, mm. or that I like, or that I needed to know 3d or, or that I like needed to, I don't know, like start, like go, like into a company and, and like, like work my way into an honest yeah. position or, yeah, I, I really, I really had absolutely no idea about like the like how how indie games are made specifically. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's just like a couple of people in uh, usually in their house or a coffee shop or sometimes an office if they've like they've made a few games already. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of people like that uh, since coming here, um, and it was uh, really, really like. It like it kind of shook me a bit and made me realize that <laughs> that it was something that I could could maybe pursue and hmm. yeah something yeah. that I would that I would love to like pour pour my time and energy into. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So it sounds like you met the indie designers that are um, are not um, overworked and <laughs> jaded. You met the indie designers that are excited and having fun and. <laughs> Uh, that's great. <laughs> I guess so. Some some of them are some of them are pretty overworked. Um, some of them yeah. are definitely not like, um, yeah, not 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 all of them are, are, are having a fantastic time all the time. But they, but right. but, but, but they all pretty much like they they really 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 want to make games and mm -hmm. they kind of shape yeah. their lives around that. <laughs> that's yeah that's for sure certainly for sure certainly the case for Greg. <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's re it is just really, really hard work. But the difference mm -hmm. between that and like what we're seeing in the games, like a lot of AAA studios, is that most of that, whatever crunch, like those type of indie developers are facing, it's because they imposed it upon themselves, as opposed to pretty much being imposed upon them by an employer who can, you know, affect their livelihood. Exactly, so. Yeah, and and like and and, yeah. and and if you're working for a company, you don't you usually don't have any like. Like, like you have emotional investment in the, in the, in, in the stuff that you're making, but you don't really have mm -hmm. any financial investment in what you're making. And like, if yeah. you get shafted, then, then like, that's, that's it. And like all of your yeah. emotional investment is like <laughs> kind of, it's, it's, it's in the project and you have no grip on it anymore. And yeah, yeah like that would be like ownership. really heartbreaking. <laughs> I, I can imagine yeah. like yeah. Know, to be in that situation and, 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 and and also to be out of that situation, but like, like yeah, be, being 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 overworked, but still caring about the project. 
pretty yeah. painful. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, we do want to kind of shift gears and hear about like you and your background and all that kind of stuff. Um, cause I like to get a little, a little personal on the <laughs> podcast. What is, uh, what, you said you grew up in Australia. What part of Australia? Uh, in Brisbane, um, on the East coast. Sort of okay. midway up. What is? I feel like I don't have like a good. Yeah, how's your Australia geography, of, Drew? Well, no, I mean geography is fine. I guess it's not great, but but like the culture of different parts of Australia. So, mm. what is Brisbane like? Um, it's culturally, hmm. uh, it's pretty similar to Vancouver, <laughs> honestly. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that really. <laughs> It's it's a pretty, it's okay. a pretty relaxed place to grow up. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's got a smallish city center and then suburbs spread out really wide. It's mm-hmm. very very hot in the summer. <laughs> it's it's not it's <laughs> yeah, not quite I close bet. enough to the beach that you would like go to the beach when it's hot. It's like like a, like an hour and a half, two hour drive to the beach. Uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> there's. Did you like? Growing up there, a good place to grow. Up. Yeah, it was a really nice place to grow. Up. Um, I really, I miss, uh, I miss the birds and the nature there a lot. <laughs> mm. It's really, yeah, it's 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 like one of the big things that I noticed coming over here is you'll hear like you'll hear crows and seagulls and chickadees, and and that's kind of it. Every now and then we'll hear a raven, um, sometimes like a flicker or something, but. Mm-hmm. In in Australia, like you'd wake up in the morning and just hear like twenty birds just screaming outside. Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. No, it, but it, I'm glad lovely. you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not I say screaming, but like screaming in a nice way. <laughs> like that's funny. yeah, just just like just so much like vivid life going on outside. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, just felt very um, yeah, very. Mm, very alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is that something that you're you're into, like getting out in nature and stuff? Yeah. So that- yeah, I love uh, yeah, I love going for walks and hiking, and um, I really love birds. Um, just like I'm not I'm not like a like a avid bird watcher. Like I I won't I don't I haven't yet really like gone out specifically to like find a particular bird, but mm-hmm. I, I like I like wandering around and trying to find them. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, draw a lot That's of cool. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I imagine Vancouver is a good place for that, though. Like, it's a really beautiful part is, of definitely. the country. Yeah, yeah. Like, lots of mountains and things. A lot of, a lot of people um, come here for that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be around the... Have you heard of this uh, TV show called Alone? Does that Have you ever heard of that? I haven't seen it, but I feel like I heard about it uh, from a friend it's... a couple of days ago. It's like people dropped out... To like survive in the wilderness? Is that the one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <Okay>. basically. <laughs> is that so the one where they're dropped down naked, or is that a different one? <laughs> no, that's naked. That's naked and afraid. <laughs> oh, okay. This one, they're fully clothed. <laughs> and uh, afraid. But what makes it unique is they don't have a camera crew, and it's just like. But the first few seasons were on Vancouver Island, oh, really? which is yeah, <laughs> like you know, close to you, obviously. Uh-huh. But um, it's uh pretty intense because the seasons they did so. They, the guy, the, the folks that do it, it's the first few seasons were all men, but then they eventually made it more inclusive and there's women and men that do it. Um, but they, they 
the goal is they, they get a GoPro and a couple of like stationary cameras that they set up, <laughs> but there's literally no camera crew. So the show, you know, the show producers go and edit what you see, mm-hmm. but it's all footage that they did themselves. But they're just, they get 10 survival items and the goal is just to see who can last the longest. Yeah. Um, but they're not close to each other, literally alone. Um, but I thought it was interesting just as a look into <laughs> Vancouver Island, because apparently yeah, yeah. it's like the largest concentration of, 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 I want to say black bears or brown bears. I can't it, remember. Black bears. Um, black yeah. bears. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So bl- largest concentration anywhere in the world <laughs> of black bears Great. is on Vancouver <laughs> Island. And also the largest concentration of, of, uh, cougars. Really? <laughs> Uh, which Perfect. are even yeah. like more terrifying than <laughs> scariest so. environment imaginable. That's what you're saying. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's an island, so you can't even get off. Do they, yeah. do they pick their and it's an island, tools? so it's like they do. They get to okay. choose like ten survival okay. tools, so they have a list from which they can choose from. So they have like tarps and stuff, and they can build shelters, and they can bring uh, like a like a hatchet to build their shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- things like that. So, um, but it's pretty fascinating. I think just one of the biggest things that's fascinating about it is like what being alone does to them. Mm. Um, like that's the hardest part of it for the the people that are on there is the lack of um, human interaction to sort of drives them crazy after a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, um, like, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I I I like being alone sometimes. Yeah, but like <laughs> they probably just put a bunch of extroverts on there, and those are the ones that go crazy. <laughs> I like being alone sometimes, but like that, yeah. Like that, like the, the the most alone that I've been is after I moved here because I, I actually because mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody and I right, was yeah. just like going around figuring out how to be in Canada and like yeah, that's a huge bank, leap bank, bank account stuff and to phone do by stuff yourself and apartment stuff and all sorts of business yeah. Um, I I had I had a really good time, but after like. Uh, after, after, after like, like it was like a week, a week and a half, I was sort of yeah. feeling a little bit strange and, and realized mm-hmm. that it was probably because I hadn't really spoken to anybody in person in, in a while <laughs> other than, other than for like yeah. transactional reasons. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I started going to this cafe near where I lived, uh, and, and just would go there like every day and got to know the people who worked there <laughs> and got to know all the, all the regulars. <laughs> Cause I had, I had, I had time. Go. Like I was still, I was, I was still doing freelance work um, for Australian clients mm-hmm. when I first moved over. So I could kind of work mm-hmm. when, whenever and like was working funny hours because they were in Australia. Um, so I could just go and like hang out at this cafe and make yeah. new friends. <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, I think it, like the culture we live in nowadays is hard to, to make good friends when you're in a new place. You know, yeah, it's hard to like, um, it's hard to like break in past that first level Especially when, yeah. especially when people are mm-hmm. adults and they have like busy lives yeah. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. have like, they have like social groups set up and they have certain like times when they see different social groups for different reasons. And, and yeah, yeah, you have to make a, I feel like you have to make a pretty big impression on somebody for them to want to like welcome you yeah. into, <laughs> into their lives. <laughs> yeah. 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 It makes me think I just will never move. So I don't have to do that again. <laughs> it um, is like that. That happened to us when we moved here to California. Like, especially in this area that we live, I feel like most people we know have grown up here and never left. Like they've lived here their mm-hmm. whole lives, and so yeah. like they're so entrenched in their friendships and relationships and families and all that stuff 
that like they're maxed out. They don't need more friends, mm. you know? So like, I think you're dead on where you have to like, really, they have to really like you to uh, <laughs> want to, you know, expend more energy to make a new friend or something. Yeah. So it is a, but man, moving to an entirely different country and <laughs> all that, like that's a huge leap. It was, yeah. it, it was, it was pretty big. Like it, it was something that I really, really wanted to do um, at the time. Like I was pretty ready for a big change in my life <laughs> and yeah. kind of the, the, the big change that I wanted kind of spread out over <laughs> over the first sort of year and a bit of being here. Like I, um, I, I, I moved over, I, I was, I was here for like a month and then, and then my, my partner at the time moved over. Um, and over the sort of the course of, of the next like year, year and a half, uh, I, uh, like when, when, when I was here by myself, I kind of, I realized that I didn't, that, that I didn't really want to be in that relationship anymore. And, and then, yeah. and, and then he came over and then had to kind of wrangle with that for a very, very long time. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a whole other thing. And that was, that was a very, very strange sure. thing to go through, like over mm-hmm. here outside of like, like very far away from, <laughs> from like all of my kind of long, long, long term support, and stuff. <laughs> all, all yeah, of my yeah. long term friends and, and my family and, mm. um, and, and, and for him too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. It was, it was strange, what, but it, 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 it also kind of, it also kind of like like all, all of all of the elements and like being over here and and all of that like pushed me to like be a lot more open and extroverted than I than I used to be. Hmm. <laughs> like I I, yeah. I just like was <laughs> a little slight, slightly desperate to make to make some like deep connections with people. And, yeah, and, uh, and 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 so I ended up making like a, a lot of friends quite quickly, and then like got to know some of them like much more much more deeply a lot faster than i than i think i would have uh if i if i had had my whole my whole network right there to to fall back on yeah yeah so what did your um go back to australia what did your family your parents do uh my dad uh went for a software company for a long time uh he just recently retired um, sort of, he's not very good at being retired. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he retired and then he was doing like consulting stuff. And now I think he's working at a, uh, tennis shop, like helping people with their rackets and repairing their rackets and stuff like that, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which, okay. which I think he's a lot happier with. <laughs> he's a, mm-hmm. he's a definitely yeah. a people person. Uh, if he's into tennis, he probably enjoys that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 No, I think he, I think he does. <laughs> Uh, yeah. My, what about your mom? My mom. She's still around. Yes. Uh, yeah. She. Uh, she did. She did early childhood education. Um. Very very early on before before she had uh, me and my brother and sisters. Uh. And then she had four kids and <laughs> was just raising them for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And yeah. then uh, when we were fours, I have three, so four, I know <laughs> fours intense. Yeah. Threes intense. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah, it was it's pr- it pretty intense. At times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it is we uh, uh yeah but then uh when when we were all uh when my when my littlest sibling uh was in high school she went back to university and was studying like physiotherapy for a little while and mm-hmm. then went back into childhood education and uh and has been working at a at a kindergarten uh for a while okay mm-hmm. doing some really cool stuff she cool. she does a lot of um uh bush kindy is what it's called which where, where they take they take all the kids out into into the bush and just like 
supervise them, but but let them like like play, oh, yeah. just right, like yeah. with yeah. what whatever is out there. <laughs> yeah. Snakes and spiders. So, and- so ideally, not snakes. Not usually snakes. They don't encourage them to play with snakes. <laughs> it is something that that is interesting because it's something that um, bothers me a little bit yeah. about like, sort of like our modern view of education, especially especially like middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just these ki- kids are forced to stay inside for like yeah, seven hours. Yeah, it's all academic. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. and there's no like hard. learning to love the natural world and you know like get out and experience and explore and that kind of thing, which is like really like help. There's a lot of studies have been done to show how helpful that is for childhood development. Totally, yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 really really big for like problem solving and stuff too because it's a completely it's it's not a structured environment. It's an environment that like nobody has. Nobody has curated for them, which is what like the kindergarten is, <laughs> and what their and what their right. home is yeah. to, to a degree. Um, it's yeah. It's, it, they have to like figure out like I want to climb this tree. Like how how do I do that? Like this tree isn't really set up to like <laughs> to be climbed uh, right. in an easy way. So yeah. I have to like maybe I'll get my friends to to help me, or maybe I'll like mm-hmm. throw a rope. And you can't here, like Google or, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't Google you it. You have to figure it out for yourself. Not yet. Someday you'll be able to take a picture and how do I climb this tree, Google? <laughs> Hey Siri, that's a a dark future. (laughs) Oh man, that is that's kind of a depressing thought. Um, My phone was listening because it just beeped at me when I said Siri. I I have I got an Apple Watch recently, Mm -hmm. and every once in a while I'll be reading stories to my kids at night, and it'll start like um, like dictating, like it's like dictating everything I'm saying, and it's showing up on the screen. Creepy AF. (laughs) It is weird. It's no, weird. sir. It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, my, and my, here's another, this is the last weird, creepy thing, uh, technology thing. But like, I finally unplugged my, um, my mom got me an Alexa for Christmas recently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I never use it. I just, I don't know. It's not my thing. But I'd had it plugged in for forever. Well, a couple times recently, actually, I was recording podcasts and it just like chimes in and starts, talking to me and i like because <laughs> i guess i thought i said something to it or whatever and i'm like all right that's it i haven't plugged it since then but the thought of having a speaker a smart speaker in my home that's constantly listening to what i'm saying but also wants to sell me amazon amazon products yeah. kind of bothers me <laughs> it's, it's listening with intent <laughs> yeah 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 so it's not, not a benign entity yep for sure <laughs> Well, um, so did you, so you had four siblings, grew up in Australia. Four, four um, sounds siblings. like you had, you had, what four now? including me, no. Right, right, right. Sorry, yeah. Three siblings. So to, there were four of you yeah. total. Um, and you, you liked growing up in Brisbane. Um, what, did you guys go to church or anything? Were you guys, was your family religious at all? Not, not especially. I, it was very kind, kind of mixed uh, when I was growing up. Um, my, my, my parents would kind of, if we had, if we had like family friends who would, who would be sending their kids to like, I can't remember the name now, but there was like a, there was like a, like a Friday evening kids group thing, um, that mm-hmm. I think, that I think we went to, um, at least I went to. Like with friends or something? With, with like a couple of my friends from school and then like, and, and then, uh, who, who, who were religious and, um, and, and yeah, with, with, with the church. Um, and I would go to that and we would do, 
sort of Bible study stuff there. Um, I'm trying to remember because this is when I was very small. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I remember going to that. Uh, I mostly remember, I, I remember a little bit of the Bible study stuff and I mostly remember uh, the, the snacks afterwards <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and, and, yeah. the, and the hanging out with my friends part of it. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. yeah, my, my, I think my, my dad's, my dad's family, uh, I think was a family that, that went to church, but then my, my, my mom and dad didn't, didn't really. And my mom's family wasn't, wasn't really religious at all. Um, quite, quite yeah. spiritual, but not, but not organized religion. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then growing up, yeah, we would kind of, I, I, I would sometimes go to like church events with friends and things, but it was never like something that, that my family did regularly um mm-hmm. i went to i went to a couple of i went to a lot of different schools <laughs> i went to a couple of um uh i went to an anglican school and a catholic school at different times yeah uh and felt a little bit strange uh whenever we would be doing whenever we would be doing uh like like service things in the morning so yeah. like, a, like a morning meeting on on Mondays and and um uh yeah like like sometimes they would be like calling people up for for communion and things like that and and I I would feel sort of strange about it like like I was an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you I would, you you did I, the I, communion, I did, but sort yeah, of like, be like all right, yeah, I I guess that we're supposed to do this now, so I'll, so I'll go up and do this now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's an awkward position, though, to put a kid, yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. it, it, it because, very strange, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you're still trying. I mean, and, and you know, it's not it's not like you chose the school, probably, <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, you know, you kind of wish there was some more, like, I don't know, just thoughtfulness to that reality mm-hmm. in, in uh, private Christian schools and stuff, mm-hmm. like... Hey, you might have some kids in here that don't know what they believe about this stuff yet. Mm, yeah. So I think, I think you there know. was like, like, like there there were definitely a lot of kids there who 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 weren't particularly religious. Like, um, yeah. yeah, like I know I, I I I know a few of my friends who who went to who went to schools and had like a, a really bad time because like the school was extremely religious and and most of the kids were extremely religious and and they were not at all and they had like like a rough time. But um, yeah, I feel like sure. Like it was, yeah, it was a the, the the vibe at the schools that I went to was wasn't wasn't really that. It was like a, a, most of my friends weren't weren't explicitly religious, and some some of them were, but, but most of uh-huh. them were, were kind of just going to this school because it was the school that their parents sent them to. <laughs> yeah. A, so you never really like came to a place where you landed one way or the other on on that, or, or where where did or where where are you now? I guess. Yeah. Um. I. I, I I thought about it a lot more after leaving school. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. Sometimes you need that space. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's like when you're in it, you don't know. When, when 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 I was in it, it was just kind of like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to, to make doing. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, I sure. didn't spend too much energy thinking about it. Um, but yeah, after leaving yeah. school, um, I decided that I didn't really feel like I fit in with a with an organized religion um uh-huh. and just kind of felt i, I, I felt like <laughs> when i was a teenager the way that i felt was was that i didn't need somebody or or something to to tell me to be nice to people <laughs> to tell me to 
to, yeah. be, to be a good person. Um, mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. like I could learn how to do that from from other people, from people that I that I love and care about, and from observing and from just like trying to trying to do the right thing and mm-hmm. yeah. figure out what that was. Um, yeah, yeah, from from other people basically is is, is where I landed about that. <laughs> and as far as yeah. Yeah, as 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 far as like believing in 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 like as, as far as spirituality in, in general and um uh yeah I, I, I still think about that a little bit and I'm I, I wouldn't say I've a hundred percent landed on whether or not I uh uh yeah on on on, on what I believe uh, in that so, mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I, yeah m- mostly I believe that <laughs> uh human beings in general want to be kind to each other and and yeah and uh yeah, yeah well, that, that, that people are you know good and i want to i want to believe in them <laughs> yeah yeah well now i was gonna ask what kind because you seem to have like a for lack of a better word like a conviction that you should live in a way that that does good hmm. to other people hmm. And like you seem to have it, like it seems like working on chicory in particular. Maybe you feel like is an exciting project because of its potential to be like a positive impact into the gaming space, mm-hmm. and a, a you know a game that will impact people in a way that will be good and and beautiful. Um, so I'm curious about like what motivates you to do that kind of work. Do, do you do you have a sense of of what? Because you know it's not necessarily sounds like it's not necessarily like God or this sense of like obligation or something necessarily, but where does that come from for you? Um, I guess it comes from, um, I'm, I I guess it comes from the fact that I'm, I I, I feel lucky to have lived a life where, where a lot of people were kind to me. (laughs) And, uh, Uh, yeah, I have, I have a lot of memories from, yeah, from throughout my life of, of um like specific times when something that somebody said or or did made like an enormous impact on like how how I felt for the rest of the day or for the rest of the week mm. or, um yeah 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 I, I I feel like people want to be nice to each other <laughs> and and uh life can make that difficult sometimes yeah yeah, yeah I, I guess I just want to mm, foster that feeling and and also once i can pay it forward yeah yeah yeah. and also and also foster people's ability to 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 talk about things to each other talk about Mm. things that are that are that are bothering them in like Mm -hmm. in in a helpful way Mm -hmm. to feel like to feel comfortable doing that not to and like to feel comfortable with vulnerability i guess Mm. Um, yeah which I'm definitely like still learning more about. Um, yeah, there's there's another thing with um, with the religion that I that I, that I forgot to mention that <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if you uh, want to put this stuff in or not, but uh, we for sure yeah. do. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, an- another uh, an- another kind of mm, I- issue that I <laughs> that, that that I have uh, with it. Um, since uh, since I was about sixteen, um, I uh, around that time I developed um, uh, OCD, and um, okay. it's 
it's a it's a, it's a very long story <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. The, the the short version is it was a it was a problem that built up and built up until i until i realized that it was a problem yeah. um and then i uh found a yeah had, had had a big kind of explosion and and found a good um a good counselor uh in australia mm-hmm. saw her for about two years and then and then came to canada and um through the sort of do you mind sharing like how that um how that uh manifests itself your OCD? Uh, sure yeah it's it, it changes over time uh and it, it manifests in a lot of different ways um a lot of it is uh yeah like, well, one, one, one part of it one part of it is like um checking things so like like leaving the house and checking the checking the door and checking the stove and checking the lights and checking the tap and everything <laughs> multiple times yeah uh, mm-hmm. sure there, mm-hmm. which i which i'm yeah, try, trying not to do but that, that's the impulse that's there uh right yeah um there's gosh there's all sorts of things like um sometimes uh it'll be like uh it'll happen a lot when i'm when i'm getting dressed i'll pull, put a, on a piece of clothing and then if i'm if i'm thinking about something that that feels uncomfortable or negative my ocd will want me to take off that piece of clothing think about something neutral or good and put it back on again uh hmm. uh one uh yeah the, the reason that i the reason that i um was bringing it up in, in in reference to religion is um one of the things that 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 sets it off is thinking about um thinking about good and evil and and thinking about hmm. like words associated with uh like 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 devils or angels or things like that even even though it's yeah. not like a belief that I have, <laughs> it's I, I guess it was so like culturally ingrained uh, in that yeah. that that my OCD takes what it, what it does a lot is it takes um, just uh, like like concepts um, that have some kind of meaning. So it'll be it'll be religious things, and it'll also be things like um, superstitions and like things that I don't believe <laughs> that I that I know yeah. are untrue. <laughs> But but that have enough enough uh, cultural weight that my OCD latches onto it and goes okay because because we've heard so much about this thing or because so many people have talked about this thing like it must have some kind of truth uh, and then it'll it'll use that as as a as, as a trigger to to incite me to do certain compulsions <laughs> so like if I, yeah. if I like think yeah. a word. Uh, if like for, for for instance, um, I I think the word devil, and then my OC will be like, okay, you have to think the word angel, you have to think the word evil, okay, now you have to think the word good to like cancel that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, I don't know if you if you know anybody with with OCD, but um, but yeah, that's that's a that's that's a, a common kind of thing. thing. That... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thought like thought negation. Um, yeah, it's interesting because some of those like. I don't know. We don't, we don't think about this maybe enough, but those kind of vivid images that we sometimes have, that churches have sometimes painted about like the devil and angels and demons and all these kinds of things can, can stick with people for a long yeah. time. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I definitely know people that have baggage because of the way, um, they're like ha- have issues w- because of the way those things were talked about. So, I mean, I can totally understand that. Uh, being something that would sort of stick in your mind and would be hard to let go of um, for a lot of people, you know? That was really uh, 
that was really enlightening. Thanks for sharing that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really good for, cause I, I think it's still something that people don't talk about enough. And yeah, I, I think that'll be really helpful for people to hear that stuff. So thanks for sharing yeah, it. I, I definitely didn't talk about it enough when it was, when it first started happening to mm-hmm. me, it took a really long time to, uh, to def- at first just like accept that, that, <laughs> that I had, that I had that kind of an issue. Um, Mm-hmm. It was very yeah uh, yeah it was it, it it was really hard for certain people in my life to to come to terms with <laughs> um, mm, sure. very, yeah and it sounds it sounds like uh, you've still, like come thing. yeah it sounds like you've come to a place where you have like a you know again for like a better word like a conviction to talk about it like you want to talk about it with people and you want to um, it seems like you want to talk about it so that other people will will as well. Where yeah. did that come from? Like, how did you get to a place where you were you're willing to talk about it and sort of like open the conversation up for other people? It it started happening when I when I first kind of kind of came out about it to um, to my friends um, mm-hmm. and that I had this issue with OCD and anxiety and stuff, and um, they 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 listened and then they suddenly started uh, talking to me about, about things that they were experiencing that I like for, for some, for some of them, I, I kind of had an idea, but, but some of them I had that really didn't know that they'd been like, that they'd been struggling so hard mm. with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, with, with, with depression or anxiety. Um, we just like, it, it, it hadn't really come up. It wasn't something that was like, that was in, uh, there was something that we would we wouldn't like talk about in in normal conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and uh, yeah, I had like really, really some really, really long conversations with with uh, with several people um, who were who were super close to me, and I'd known for for like years and years. Um, and I suddenly sort of found out about this whole other part of their life <laughs> that I mm-hmm. that I had no idea about really. Uh, and um, and yeah, our relationship got like so much it, it, it like reached another level <laughs> that, that right. it hadn't really been at before. Um, like, like I would have cl- called him a very close friend before, but it, yeah, it, 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 it changed. Um, and yeah, suddenly we were able to bring up things in like casual conversation uh, that, that, that we wouldn't have brought up before um, or just mention things in like mention things in a casual way without without feeling like feeling bad that we were like gonna, I don't know, like, like bomb the other person out or like, <laughs> mm, or, sure. yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or like take the conversation in some, some direction that the person mm. didn't want to, didn't want it to go in. Um, and that was like, yeah, that, that was incredibly important to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, but I realized definitely. that, that sometimes people don't know that you're, that you're open to talking about this kind of thing. And um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And a lot of people don't know too, I think, um, or pro- I, I'm guessing don't know that you want to talk about oh, it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people have friends who are struggling with something or like go, I mean, all of us are with something. Um, and I think we just have this assumption that like, Oh, you must not like, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to talk to you about that. So I'm not going yeah, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or you feel like you, you know. might be prying if, if you're not like yeah. offering something of yourself in return. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the reality is like all of us want to yeah. be known. Yeah. 
you know, like we don't like we want to, and we especially, I mean, I know we all have to sort of like guard ourselves sometimes because we don't know if certain people are like going to be safe to talk to about some of the things that we're struggling with the most or that are, or that are hardest for us. Um, but at the end of the day, like we want people in our lives who are going to listen and know us for who we really are and love us regardless, you know? Um, and so, so like I, all that, I say all that to say, like, I really appreciate you sharing because, um, hopefully there, you know, there's probably two types of people that are listening to this conversation. And one is the person that's, that's got something going on that they're not, they don't have anyone to talk to about. And hopefully that person will like speak up, you know? Um, and then the other type is the person who know, which is all of us who know someone who's going through something and we're like afraid to talk about it, afraid to bring it up. So hopefully, you know, hearing from you will, will, will chat, will encourage some people to like, you know, I don't know, feel less alone, hopefully. (laughs) Another like, yeah, off, off, after that kind of, after that kind of period, I, uh, I started seeking out and, and also noticing more, um, uh, like me- media that, that, that talks about people's personal experiences with this kind of thing. In particular, like a lot of, um, a lot of like, uh, a, lo- a lot of comics, a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, sort of people's, people's daily life kind of, kind of comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I found a few of those where people were openly and explicitly talking about their, their, their issues with OCD or anxiety and like how, how, it, how it affected them. And, and, uh, yeah. And sometimes they were, sometimes they were recovering and sometimes they weren't and just sort of talking about what, where they were at and, and, um, yeah, what kind of an impact it made on their lives. And, 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 and that was really, um, really, really, uh, important for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just, um, because like especially on the internet we get we get like a such a tiny little slice of 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 uh of people's lives like oh yeah like people that you meet mm-hmm. online you you see like one one teeny weeny little little window into into one part yep. of their life <laughs> and and it's it's, it's so mm-hmm. easy to it's so easy to like romanticize somebody else's life and and feel like they have mm-hmm. everything figured yep. out <laughs> and yeah <laughs> it's pretty yeah the, mm-hmm. the, the common feeling <laughs> um that's the that's the great conundrum yeah. <laughs> right now yeah. is how isolating social media has made totally. us, or how yeah. isolated. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For sure. Yeah, finding find that kind of thing made me want to uh, made made me want to make stuff like that too to to try to <laughs> to try to reach people on that level. Um, and yeah, this this is this is pretty recently too. This is like the last the last couple of years. Um, yeah, and I haven't really like explicitly done anything with that yet, but that's that, that's that's kind of one of the things that I'm that I'm hoping to put a little bit of, of into into Chicory. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like that's a step in that direction for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, this has been so great chatting with you, Alexis. I'm sorry we kind of ran out of time <laughs> because we could certainly there's certainly much more to be said on the, the subject, but uh, but yeah, thanks for sharing yeah. uh, honestly and openly about this yeah. and. Um, yeah, um, be curious. Like, where would you encourage people to go if they want to to kind of follow your work and what you're doing? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm at Musclewing on both of them, which is not, not because cool. I work out. It's actually a Pokemon joke. 
I don't. I do gotcha. not post a lot on Twitter. Uh, I definitely post more on Instagram. Um, uh, that's that's you can, wise. You can certainly chat to me on either if you feel like it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And if people want to check out Chicory, what's the best place to, to kind of follow what's going on with right the game? Right now, it's, it'll be, it'll be the uh, Chicory Twitter, which is at Chicory on Twitter. Um, we are working on the website Great. right now, which should be up pretty soon. Uh, and I think that's just going to be, yeah, Chicory, uh, ChicoryGame.com. Cool. But yeah, yeah that'll be on there. Okay. Yeah. And there's a Steam page too if people want to like wishlist yes. it and kind of yeah, follow. Yeah. yeah. We were cool. we were kickstarting until a couple of days ago, but that's just finished. Yeah, and congrats <laughs> on that. So I know it funded yeah, and but... made some stretch goals too, I think. So that's exciting. Yeah, it was it was yeah. it was a big relief and really, really nice to really nice <laughs> to like finally talk about the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on the other yeah. side now. Yeah, get people involved in it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, I accidentally, I was so excited about it when I got a, a, a email from uh, Greg about it <laughs> that I like tweeted out something about it. I was so pumped. And then I, did, I realized he, I, I wasn't supposed to have tweeted anything. And he tweeted me, he direct messaged me. I was like, hey, uh, so glad you're excited about the game, but could you please take that down? I, uh, I remember so. that. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> that was me. Yep, yep. So, um, boy, Drew. Uh, yeah, very, very sorry. I was uh, horrified that I had done that. Um, but Greg was, like, super gracious about it. So, uh, anyway. But, uh, but yeah, we're we're super excited about the game. We definitely encourage our readers to go check it out. Uh, you know, wishlist it on Steam. Pay attention. Go follow them on Twitter. All that kind of stuff. Um, because it's, it's going to be a special game, I think. So, um, well, thanks again, Alexis. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully maybe we'll get a chance to chat again yeah, sometime. Thank you so much for having me.